Do you have a demanding career where you feel as though it's so demanding that you don't have enough time to pursue some of your passions and dreams outside of your career? Well, you definitely don't want to miss this episode as I interview a medical doctor by the name of Dr. Clarence Lee Jr., a.k.a. The Persistence Coach, as he shares with us on how to build a profitable location-free business while practicing medicine. Parallelpreneurship is the name of the game, and Dr. Lee is going to give us some advice and tips on how you can still pursue your entrepreneurial dreams while still working and having a high-demand career. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Maximize Your Brand with Markeith Brayton. So excited to be with you today. Another week and another episode. This week, I'm so excited to be interviewing someone who I interviewed some years ago who is considered as the persistence coach. But not only is he the persistence coach, he's also a physician. And today, we want to talk about how to build a profitable location-free business while practicing medicine with Dr. Clarence Lee Jr. And this is an important conversation because I remember growing up in my household and I had mentioned that I wanted to be a doctor and everybody was so excited. And many parents, when you think about when you're a child, always encourage their kids to grow up to be a doctor or a lawyer or engineer, something that has high salary. Well, it's 2020 and there are so many different things that individuals can do to provide a great living for their families and for themselves. And so today, Dr. Clarence and I are going to have that conversation. How do you really begin to build a business for yourself, even while you're still working, even while you're still practicing medicine. But before we invite him into the space, let's go ahead and introduce him to you. Dr. Lee is a Christian encourager, physician, entrepreneur, nationally celebrated author, international speaker, and CEO of C.M. Lee Jr. Companies, LLC which is a personal development company that conducts training on high performance and mental conditioning for teams, organizations, and students. He holds a degree in biology from UIW and degrees in medicine and business, an MBA as well from Drexel University. 
He's also, if none of that was enough, he's also a decorated war veteran. Dr. Lee served in the United States Air Force for 10 years with several assignments, his last being a flight surgeon flying the T-38, the U-2 airframes on Bill AFB, California. I don't know what any of that means, but he's going to share with us what all of that means here in a quick second. So let's go ahead and invite Dr. Lee into the room. What's going on, Dr. Clarence Lee Jr.? How are you, brother? I am doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. So we gave that brief introduction about who you are, but I'd like for you to share a little bit more how you show up in the world and how you, you know, provide value to people on a regular basis. Absolutely. So um, as, as you kind of heard already, I'm a physician by trade, um, but my passions really lie in personal development. I've been kind of a student of the self-help industry since I was really, really young. Um, and uh, I, I was able to kind of take those kind of uh, self-improvement tips and uh, bridge them to academia where I was able to be successful, go to medical school, go to business school. Um, and, you know, once I started to practice medicine, I just had this desire to want to encourage people and to share more of a, a positive message with folks. And um, that's why I started my business. So, you know, as we talk about this whole conversation around building a profitable location-free business, and the reason why I titled it that way, because I'm all about helping individuals to leverage their skills, leverage their, their personal brand, their uh, expertise in order to create opportunity for themselves that allows them to be location-free, allows them to maximize their time while at the same time still being able to monetize and create a substantial amount of income. And so as a physician, you know, why did you start to even begin to think about, you know, having something outside of just practicing medicine? Yeah, so when I when I first came out of medical school, my vision was to become a surgeon. Um, my mom was a nurse. One of my first mentors when I was really young was was a surgeon, and so um, that was my vision going into medical school. All throughout medical school, I loved operating. I loved using my hands. I played sports in in college, in undergrad, and so it was. It seemed like a natural next thing: use my hands, but practice medicine. As I got out of medical school, I uh, started in my surgery training. And um, I had zero time. And when I mean zero, I mean zero. So um, I'm in the same town. I recently got engaged. I'm in the same town with my daughter. And I have no time to see them, like no time. I had an epiphany one night uh, in the hospital. It's like three in the morning. I wake up and getting up and getting called. And I realized that my attending, which is like the guru surgeon, my attending is at the hospital as well, but he's just seven floors up. And so in my mind, I, I could fast forward 20 years down the line. And I said, well, that's going to be me. I'm still going to be here. Um, and so at that point, I started to shift. Um, I said, well, I, I'm going to get outside of this box, meaning I have to put these hours in. I have to be on call. Somebody's going to be post-call every couple of days. Um, I had to get outside of that box and say, well, how can I practice medicine but have the lifestyle as the priority. And so that's where it really, that's where it began, was, was kind of shifting the priority from the career and the earnings and the prestige to more of 
the lifestyle being the priority. And then once the lifestyle was a priority, I was able to fit everything else in. And I like I like what you said, because I think that a lot of times, especially um, when you are young and you're trying to decide on what you to do as a as a career, a lot of times we're led to choose a career based on uh, salary and income instead mm-hmm. of really asking ourselves, well, what type of lifestyle do we want? Right. What type of family life do we want? What type of or what level of freedom do we want? And then. Then deciding, okay, what type of career profession can help me to reach that goal of lifestyle, of freedom, of, of time freedom? You know, what are your thoughts as it pertains to, you know, people and their careers um, and having that backwards? Yeah, so I, I think, um, you know, one of, one of the pains that I see is uh, as I interact you know, as I interact with people in the world is folks that um, have lost hope that they can lo- use their 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 passions as a lifestyle. Um, they they've kind of just decided to put their dreams on the shelf for I have to get a job or I got to go to work, um, and that's kind of the mindset that's ingrained in us. And, and unfortunately, even in our academic system, even in academia that they'll train you to be an employee. So, um, you know, one of the things of the work that I do and is, is just helping people to, to come outside of that box, because at the end of the day, um, you, you have gifts, you have talents and the world needs them and, and you can leverage them to create an entire business around it. But, you know, I, I think when you, when you think of in have twos, this is what I have to do. It kind of puts you in a box. And nobody really wants to, you know, really want to be in a box, right? And so, but yet we are in this culture <laughs> that almost pushes us to being in a box. And so now I just want to, let's start helping some people and providing some value on mm-hmm. how do we get out of this box if we have already created it? You know, what can we start to begin to do now if we are in a profession that's high demand, uh, time consuming, but yet we know that we don't want to do this the rest of our lives. What are, what's one of the first things that we need to start to consider in order to be able to make that transition or to make that pivot? One of the first things, and I can just kind of speak from my story, but one of the first, thing that I, first things that I did was invest in creating a system. Uh, so, it, so it was take that capital that I was earning on the job and take that and invest it into creating a system that was going to generate revenue for me where I wouldn't have to be there in the same way. Um, and so, you know, that, that, that was everything from, you know, uh, coaching programs to, uh, online courses to products where I could educate myself on how to create uh, the business. And so when I started initially, I was like, okay, I don't have, um, I, I don't have brick and mortar. I don't have a store. I don't have a place. Uh, it, it's got to be services. It's got to be something that I can leverage. I can start bringing a lot of value, but I don't need, I don't physically need anything. I just need what I know. And, uh, and so I started speaking. So I, I started going out, adding value through my story, um, but also encouraging people and adding value in a very tangible way. And uh, so that's how I started. But 
at the end of the day, the first thing that I did was to invest in creating that system. And so it was learning how to begin to speak. So learning how to begin to speak. And so you, you leverage your stories, your experiences from, I'm sure, being in the military, going through medical school, having a family, you know, all of these various experiences that you had in your life, you've leveraged those in order to, you know, create this uh, business outside of uh, being in medicine. And so as you talk, think about or talk about the whole idea of having the system or learning a system, you know, what would be that first step? Okay, I have a system, but how do I start to really be recognized outside of just being a physician, right? How do I start to uh, be recognized as someone that people can hire other than me being a doctor, other than me being a nurse, other than me being an engineer? How do I create that brand awareness that, hey, you can hire me to come and talk about this or you can hire me to coach you through uh, this or that? That's a, that's a really good question. And, um, you know, what I did personally was I started to leverage online. So um, I, I was I was kind of one of the last ones to hop on Facebook in my little group. And uh, Facebook really gave me my voice. So I remember it was like a stat. You, you had your status little, you know, like what's going on. I can't remember what it used to say in the beginning. What do you feel or something? And as I, as I joined Facebook, everything that I wanted to post was encouraging. Like it was like, what are you feeling? And all I wanted to do was encourage people. And as I would continue to write and continue to just express what was inside of me, I was adding value to the world, but just by expressing myself and telling my thoughts. And so, you know, I would encourage people, if you're looking to position yourself, uh, one, I would encourage you, your story is enough. Your story is definitely enough. What you have learned throughout your life, what you have been through, what you have overcome, people need to hear that. They want to hear that. It's not all about the accolades and all the things that you've done. It's very much so about the journey. If you think about a movie that you've watched, nobody ever wants to watch a movie where you're winning all the time. Every time he wins, oh yeah, he won, he won, he won. No, nobody wants to watch that. You know, they, the, the moments that you're really hooked in is when they're down or when something's going, the struggle that you're going through. So, you know, I would just encourage people begin to add value and share your voice, you know, add value to the world and, and, and leverage social media. Social media is amazing. So it's funny, my very, very first cold incoming lead for speaking was from a Twitter follower. My very, very first one, it was a, it was a, a basketball coach. And she was a follower. She followed me on Twitter and I was serving every day, you know, just sharing, encouraging, encouraging, encouraging. And she reached down to inbox and said, can you come speak to my team? That was my very first um, incoming lead for speaking. So it sounds like, you know, one of the first steps, as I always say, especially when you're building your personal brand is self-awareness. Mm. Being self-aware enough to know, you know, what am I consistently always doing? How, how am I always drawn out to do certain things? And you were providing regular inspiration, you know, to connect with people, right? And yes, successes are great, but your failures, 
this is a tweetable probably, successes are great, but your failures are greater. Why? Mm. Because those are what creates the greatness. That's what creates the the power, the the character, and uh, the individual of value. Because you learn from your mistakes. You learn from the times where you quote-unquote failed, right? And a lot of Absolutely. times, especially as as a physician, you know, we, we look to doctors automatically as leaders, right? Because they went through the, the years of schooling and they went through the many years of, of becoming a medical doctor. So yes. you kind of already have this uh, leadership role that you that just came with the fact that you finished school, <laughs> right, yeah, and practiced in medicine. That is absolutely true, and, and that's one of, so I'll tell you a quick story. It's one of the reasons, um, I'll tell you a quick story about why I became a, a physician. Uh, my, my mom was a nurse. She, she got me, she, she had me doctor mentors when I was really young, but when she was first starting out, she was working the night shift and single mom, she would take us to work. I mean, moms are amazing. I don't know how she negotiated for her kids to be able to come to work at night, but she, you know, mom, mama going to take care of it. Right. So we're there. And, um, one night she worked in the NICU, the, um, neonatal intensive care unit. So they're really, really small babies. So one night, uh, the physician comes in and something didn't happen, uh, for the baby. Now this is, this is the reason I became a doctor. Somebody didn't do something for the baby. And uh, the neonatologist was, was, was furious. She, she was very upset, visibly upset that something didn't happen for her patient. And up to that point in my life, I had only seen anger used in a destructive way. I hadn't really seen somebody get angry and do something good with it. It was like, oh, somebody got mad, like some bad was about to happen, right? Um, in my family, you know, that's what I had seen, the modeling that I got. But when I saw this physician come in upset, uh, visibly upset, angry about something didn't happen, and then she was like, do this, do this, do this, and then all the right things happened for the, for the child. And, and, I, and I said to myself, if I can have a role, if I can be in a position where I can make sure the right thing is done and people are going to listen, well, I can actually stand up for somebody that's not – that, you know, that things aren't happening right and, and I can have a voice to do something good. I was like, I want to be in a position like that. Um, and so, you know, I, the physician definitely is in the healthcare. Uh, people look up to you. you. You're writing orders. Like you're literally writing orders. I mean, I, I was in the military, but then in the, in, the, in the medicine world, they use the words orders. We write orders. Um, so people look up to you. So you're, you're kind of a natural leader in that space. And when you really grab that, and, and then go to bat for your patient, mm -hmm. it's like the best, it's like the best feeling ever. Great, great. Well, Dr. Lee, what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break. And after the break, what I want us to do is to give some ABCs, one, two, threes on whether you're a physician or a nurse or engineer or a lawyer, what are those strategic steps that one needs to take in order to create a nice side business while they're still working or just to be able to create something that they can transition to once they decide that they want to maybe retire or leave 
their profession. I think that would be great value to individuals. So we'll be right back after this quick uh, commercial break. I want to invite you to schedule your brand maximization discovery session. Whether you're looking for more career or business opportunities, my discovery sessions will give you clarity around your gifts and a strategy to get to the next level. Personal branding is more important now than it has ever been. In today's economy, whether you're employed by a company or yourself, the competition is absolutely challenging. To be on the short list of people who come to mind when key opportunities arise, you have to stand out. And in order to do so and become top of mind for decision makers, you first must take control of your messaging and begin to articulate your value. In short, you must make a name for yourself. And I'm excited to show you how. So if you're interested in taking your personal brand to the next level and building a business around your expertise, skills, and abilities, I want to invite you to schedule your discovery session by going to markeithbrayton.com forward slash consultation. That's markeithbrayton.com forward slash consultation. All right. Welcome back because we are interviewing Dr. Clarence Lee Jr. And in this half of the interview, what we're going to do is we're really going to just hone in and talk to physicians, physicians who maybe have an interest in doing something entrepreneurial outside of their private practice or being on staff at a hospital. And so I want Dr. Lee to give us a step by step process that somebody who may be a novice who really wants to step out there and start something outside of their medical practice or being on staff at a hospital, what would those steps need to be? So Dr. Lee, let's make it happen. Let's give some value so that people can kind of have a little guide on what they need to do. So step number one, after I have understand that concept that I really need a system behind my business, you know, what do I really start to maybe need to put on paper before I start taking action in order to build a speaking career outside of practicing or a coaching career or just maybe a consulting career as a physician? What is that first step I need to do? So I, I think the, the first step is for you to kind of delineate the, the assets that you have um, outside of medicine. So these are skills, gifts, talents, that um, and things that you are passionate about. So I'll use an example for myself. Like I was passionate in encouragement. So it's like, how can I, I can, I can encourage people every day in the, in the actual uh, exam room, but what are other ways that I could package that? And so my gift was encouragement. So the first thing is to try to figure out where your passions are and then look at different ways you can package it. And so that's the system. So for me, it was packaging it in professional speaking services. That was one. The next package was products. So, right. And and as I spoke more, and so as you continue to add more value, you begin to clarify your message. You begin to clarify what it is that uh, you will end up doing eventually. And so for me, I didn't start off as a persistence coach. The persistence message came as I continued to add value and persistence kept bubbling up, bubbling up. So now it's how do you package it? So first thing, identify your gifts, where your talent, where your passion at, and then to delineate different ways you can package it. So I'll give you more examples. So speaking services, 
Then I started to write books, physical products, and I had books that I could sell. Then that morphed into online courses. So then I started training online. It's all the same thing, all the same gift packaged differently. Then it was, so now it's online courses. Then that went to live events. So I have a live event that I do where I bring people together and do the same thing, encourage in a conference. And then as I built a business, then I realized that other people wanted to do the same thing. So now I can teach them how to do the very thing that I'm doing. So now that's consulting, same packaging, the same way. I've gained these skills by building a business. Now I can get those skills to someone else that's a different package. So, um, you know, for, for in the expert industry, which is what some people call what I do, I'm, I'm an expert in persistence. Uh, it's all about identifying gift and then identifying different ways to package it. So I like that concept of identifying gifts. Now, what do you say to the, the physician who says, hey, you know, I'm a physician. I identify my ability to be able to be a great doctor. Mm-hmm. I'm not like you. I wasn't in the military. I, I didn't, you know, fly in uh, in planes and as, as a medical professional. You know, how do I really begin to dig deep to identify, you know, what are those other expertise that I have in order to, you know, get into coaching, speaking, consulting? So there's, there's different skills that you utilize in medicine. So um, each physician has a different way of practicing medicine. They have a style to do it. And so, and, and everybody knows that everybody's different. All doctors know doctors are different. So I am the, uh, I'm the like, excited doctor like i'm the doctor that comes in with the smile and hey you know boop 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 like that's that's how i do it there's other physicians so i'm kind of like the encourager doctor there's other physicians that are extremely detail oriented i mean like they are on top of the at you know and so that's their skill they're more kind of the they're more kind of the detailed person other people are more focused on, you know, policy, maybe regulation. So my encouragement to physicians would be, what differentiates you from other physicians? Now, that's your kind of secret sauce. That's your X factor. If you say, I'm a physician now, let's break it up. Now, this physician does this. He does this well. He does this well. As a doctor, what do you do well? What delineates you from all the other physicians? And that's that's like... A- Already an ingrained situation, especially within medicine, because you have uh, you have different physicians, you have specialties, you have uh, very specific specialties that certain uh, doctors uh, operate in or function in. And so the same concept really comes along with building a business. What will you be specifically known for, right? And the more specific, I believe, uh, in coaching or consulting, I believe the more opportunity, the more uh, income you can really begin to generate because you're the person who speaks specifically on this as a physician, as a, a practicing doctor, right? And so you really want to hone in on what specifically uh, have you been able to glean and and grow from through your experience of becoming a doctor that can allow you to consult on a specific thing or be hired as a speaker on a specific thing. So I think that as I talk through what you have shared, so we want to uh, de- delineate 
the use the word that you use to identify mm -hmm. what specifically are my experiences and how do I have that expertise. And then we also want to understand what separates me from any other quote unquote medical professional who speaks, right? Because we we have celebrity medical professionals out there who mm -hmm. do many of the national syndicated news and uh, psychologists that certain talk shows call on all the time. How did they make that happen? They were able to identify themselves differently from other psychologists. Were they the only individuals who had their degrees and license and experiences? Most likely not, but they did something specific in order to be identified as that person. And so talk a little bit about, a little bit more about how do I become that one person that the news may call me. Maybe my local news wants to use me as an expert on a regular basis. Or how do I really begin to differentiate myself uh, in the marketplace as that physician who really wants to speak on a specific topic? So you, you bring up a really good point, and um, it, it, it helped me in the in the beginning was was local TV. Mm. So yeah, I'll tell I'll tell physicians right now. Um, you can actually pitch reporters on stories and, and say that you are the medical expert in this area. So this is when you can parlay your knowledge, what just comes to you natural because you do it every single day. You parlay that to get a stage because medicine is a stage. It's a platform for you to use. So it gives it opens a lot of doors for you because you have an MD or a DO or whatever. You got the doctor behind your name. So one thing that I did in the beginning was I worked actually worked with a, with a PR firm, and then after I, I learned the skills, I started pitching myself for the stories. But you can actually reach out um, to local news stations and offer uh, expert opinion on current things. So I'm going to be real specific. You can't just say I'm going to talk about hypertension, just random. No, it's the news. So it needs to be related to something that is going on right now. You need to add some value to what's going on right now from a medical standpoint. But as you get that platform, then you can bring your extra X factor to that interview. So for me, it was, okay, I'm coming on there. I'm talking about heat stroke. Okay, we, it's hot right now. So I'm about to talk about heat stroke. But in the interview, I'm smiling. I'm excited. I'm bringing energy. I'm encouraging everyone else. I have the platform. I'm performing in my professional role, but then I'm also showing what else I can do. Right. And so that will differentiate you from a doctor that's sitting there. Well, uh, technically, uh, the, the name for that is, yeah, you know, heat exhaustion. Uh, you know, and like, I mean, like you can. So you have to bring your X factor. So use medicine as a platform. But that is that is a great way to start to distinguish yourself. So it's not just the knowledge that you have. And so that's why I say to physicians, just because you're a doctor, you don't have to just speak on that. Now I'm going to bring that. People are going to want that from you because they're a doctor. They're going to ask you the medical questions, but you need to make sure you bring that X factor. That's how you differentiate, differentiate yourself in the interview. And that's Great how you advice. start to position yourself as that expert, right? Yeah, that's real good advice. So becoming the authority now, do I need a book still today? Do I have to write a book in order to become the authority? Can I start a podcast? Can I start my own live stream show? You know, is it still necessary for one to 
actually have a book or author a book? So that that's a um, that's a strategy. That, that, I mean, that's a strategic question. So I would say strategically, in my experience in the speaking industry, a book is like your speaking card. So I always tell you know folks that want to want to write books. I say. I, I used to go to I used to go and pitch people to bring me in to speak. And I say I'm a doctor, I'm this, I'm that. I went Air Force and a flight surgeon and all this stuff, and they'd be like, okay, yeah, 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 cool. And then I wrote a book, and I said I'm the author of Boom Book. Oh, oh, you oh you wrote a book? Oh, well yeah yeah. Let's let's have you sit down. So from a speaking perspective. Um, the book is, is, is kind of like a prerequisite to be at the highest level. So there's, a, there's very few high-level speakers that do not have books. And you're leaving money on the table at the end of the day. And, and I would encourage people to write them for a few reasons. You only have a few hours on that stage. They take that book home with you. You got way more hours. You might have 45 minutes with you on the stage. You give them that book. They take that book home. Now you got them for five, six hours. Okay? So I'm a huge proponent of writing the book. But – what is that? The underlying that is that you are prolific in content generation, right? A book is usually 200 and something pages, right? So that would, I would consider that prolific. You are creating a lot of content in that area. Podcasts are the same way. Blogs are the same way. You need to be known for continuously pushing out that thing that you are about. So when somebody sees you, they know what you're about. So if anybody goes to my Instagram, Dr. Clarence Lee Jr., Anybody goes to my Instagram, it's very clear what I'm about. Every single video, I'm like, you can do this. Just let's go. You know, and it's like boom, boom, boom all the time, right? Because that's what I'm about. And so my encouragement as you, you know, try to, as you begin to position yourself as the authority, become prolific in the content that you generate. Just be, that is what you are about. This isn't just some side little thing. This is what I'm about. So every day I'm on there talking about what I'm about. So, I, you know, I would just encourage um, people that, you know, your story is enough. What you've been through, the lessons that you learn is enough. You have the expertise. Okay, now I've got the Dr. MD, but you're more than that. You are so much more than that. And when people start to see you as more than that, that's where the real dollars come from. And so a book really is more part of the content strategy because we do have so many different ways to produce content outside of being an author. Yes, it's still a very valid, relevant uh, strategy. However, we do have social media today. We do have the ability to be our own media through podcasting. And we do have live streaming today to be able to connect with individuals on multiple platforms. And so it is definitely, a book is definitely still a great strategy, but there are also other ways to create content. Absolutely. Well, Dr. Lee, what else? What else do you think is important for that physician? And we're using physician because we know that you are a doctor, but yet these are the same principles and strategies that other individuals in different professions can use too. Is there anything else that you think uh, they need to consider uh, as they are preparing to kind of step out and do a little bit something different in order to build that side hustle or that location-free business that they can transition to when they decide to maybe, you know, retire from their career or just decide to say, hey, I've done enough of this. I've built this up. Now I can move on over to make a greater impact. Because I, I believe that, you know, life should leave a legacy. 
And a mm. lot of times we find ourselves working jobs and professions because it provided a great living, but yet it's not really creating a legacy. Mm. You know, and so Absolutely. what, what would you leave uh, with individuals? So I would, I would say um, you, you need to be strategic in, um, in, in, your, in your plan and what you intend to do, so your goal. So it's easy. In academia, everything's laid out for you. They know exactly how many classes you need to take, how long it's going to take you, all those things. You even know the expected salary that you're going to get once you come out based on your specialty. It's going to be the same thing as you create this, this side hustle or you create this business. What is your intent? How much money do you want to make each year from this business? Start out with in game. What do you want? Do you want a hundred additional hundred thousand dollars? Okay, well, we got a strategy to get you there. Is it a million dollars that you want? Okay, well, you got to do this to make a million. So first thing I would do is decide what you want to do. What what is it that you're trying to do? How much money are you trying to make? You're trying to leave medicine, you want to go part-time, figure out what you want to do. And then from there, you backtrack from a strategic standpoint. If these are all the components. As you package it, speaking, okay, I'm charging $5,000 of speaking. I need 20 speaking gigs in a year. Okay, that's going to give me 100000 Okay, now, okay, I got another product or I want to make online courses. Okay, how many books do I need to sell to get the next $50,000? Um, and so uh, from a business perspective, every business needs to have goals every single quarter. You need to know what you're shooting for. And so if you, if you don't have that, so one of the, I would say one of the mistakes would be, oh, I'm just going to do this and see what, what it does, right, without being real strategic. Um, if you're going to start speaking, I would say, what is your in-game speaking fee? What is it that you want to get to? You want to get to 10K, 25K. What number is going to, or 50K, whatever, what number is going to get you excited when they say yes? That's the number that you need to be charging when you speak. You might not be able to start off there, but have a goal and inch your way there. So, you know, that would be my uh, my advice is as you get started, have a clear end game that you want and then backtrack from there. Right. And then put your energy into each component as you as you make your way toward that toward that end game goal. Awesome. Awesome advice. Time goes by so quick. So let yeah. us know how can people stay in touch with you via social media, website, how how can they continue to follow you? Um so clarenceleejr.com is um is my website clarenceleejr.com and then all the social media Twitter, Instagram, Facebook um just at Dr. Clarence Lee Jr. So DR Clarence Lee Jr. Everybody can find me there. Well, Dr. Clarence Lee Jr., I appreciate you being a guest again for the second time around and giving us some great advice on how to build a location-free business all while still practicing medicine. So thanks for, for joining me today. Thank you also for listening in. Those who are watching the video, we appreciate your, your viewership. And those who are listening to the podcast via iTunes, Stitcher, or Spotify, I appreciate you watching. Don't forget to leave us a rating 
or review in iTunes because we'd like to know whether or not these episodes are hitting home and providing great value to you. Before we go, I also want to make sure that I invite you to my Facebook group. That Facebook group is found in Facebook under the name of Maximize Your Brand with Markeith Braden. All you have to do is in the search engine, search for that Facebook group, and I invite you to join us as we are helping career professionals to build their personal brand so that they stop being the best kept secret but become known and paid for their expertise. And so go to Facebook and search for Maximize Your Brand with Markeith Brayton. I'm always honored and and consider it a privilege to be able to speak to you each and every week to be in your ear or to be in your eyes each and every week. And I do not take it for granted. So until next week, just remember this. Always shoot for the top because it's the bottom that's overcrowded. Take care.